Welcome to Reviewing. On this podcast, we find the movies from my dad's youth, then we discuss them. As promised on previous episodes, we are moving into the realm of comedies. And what better place to begin than with Stripes, the 1981 Bill Murray vehicle. Uh, as you'll hear us say later in the broadcast, in the podcast, this is Bill Murray doing Bill Murray. He's sardonic, he's wry, he's frantic, he's got antics. It's Bill Murray being funny. During the height of the Cold War, you need to make fun of the Eastern Europe-Russia-US tensions. We've got that. During the early 80s, when army isn't viewed as something that's, you know, cool or, you know, something that you should actually sign up for, hence all the commercials that were on the TV, we've got that too. We can make fun of that. Uh, lots of comedians find their way into this movie. We've got Harold Ramis. We've got John Candy. We've got uh, other names who you'll recognize um, and overall, it was a good entry point into the 1980s comedies. We hope you enjoy the show. Stripes. <laughs> so Stripes. Had you heard of Stripes before this evening? No, never. Okay. But you certainly knew of Bill Murray as yeah. we were watching I thought to myself I know that Henry knows Bill Murray and then it was about halfway through when I wrote down that so much of this movie is Bill Murray simply doing Bill Murray then I remembered that you knew him from uh, Meatballs yeah do you know him from anything else um I think that's it yes like yeah Maybe from one one other thing, but I can't place it right now. Right. But so much of this movie, what makes a lot of it makes it funny is him just riffing and being yeah. everybody's favorite wise guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's and that's definitely part of the, the charm of the movie. Mm-hmm. So, what'd you think? I thought it was really funny, you know, which it should be. It's a yeah, comedy. That's why they call it a comedy, right? Yeah. Um, I thought they made it, you know, like they did well on the jokes. They didn't push push jokes too much. Uh huh. You know, things sort of came up naturally. Right. Which was good, you know. So it didn't seem like, yes, it was campy, but it didn't seem like they were trying to make it campy. It was right. just sort of like it was naturally, you know, sort of like. Some jokes were bad and no one laughed, but that's why it was funny. Because it was like sort of sarcastic. You right, know? right. And I thought it was really good how they did that. So uh-huh. it was like, it felt more real. Definitely. You know, not just like, yeah, it came up naturally. Right. You know? Did you have any favorite slash funniest parts? Um, the whole like border patrol of the Slovak... That was really funny. Oh, how they yeah, yeah. how they kept going back to those two guys yeah, talking was... and obviously not really Russian. Yeah, <laughs> that was really funny. That was good, and that was very classic. I mean, you almost that that had like a '30s slapstick feel to it with yeah. the throwing the coffee in the face, <laughs> and they're trying to fix the um, the the barrier gate that goes over with the robe. I mean, that was yeah. that that was almost a throwback comedy. <laughs> Type stuff. That was really good, though. That was funny. Yeah. Yeah. Any other 
favorite comedic moments? Um, I liked how Bill Murray's character is always sort of sarcastic and he's never really like his true self. No. So it sort of like feels funnier because sometimes he'll make a joke and no one will laugh and then it, it just feels like that awkward silence kind of but that's why it's funny and like kind of how they made it so like the characters or the jokes kind of felt like a sitcom to me like some of them right just the way that it like kind of flowed right I get where that. it felt more like real life right which was good yeah you know like yeah, like, kind of that sitcom feel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where, like, one guy might think he's hilarious, but he's totally not, you Right, know? right, yeah. There's definitely some of that. The things, it's funny, there are things you remember. I mean, I, mean, I remember a bit of it. Um, the part that I remember that we would sort of talk about as, you know, as you're, you know, teenagers or whatever, mm-hmm. is the part with Psycho Francis, right? Oh, yeah. You touch my stuff, and I'll kill you. <laughs> and so, you know, that would, that would be a thing we would do, um... At the end of the graduation scene with the, that's the fat Jack. You know, that was, that was, you know, something that we would, that we would say. Um, and there are just some, just, I mean, definitely some things that were, that, that were, that were more vivid in my memory yeah. than others. Yeah. Oh, speaking of memory, it was, it was uh, funny when they played, there are two times when they played uh, army television commercials in the movie. Mm-hmm. One was at the very beginning. Yeah. It actually opens with an army ad. And I didn't specifically remember that one. It actually sounded like it was Michael Douglas's voice. I don't know if you know who Michael Douglas is, but yeah. you do. He just, he's another actor. But there was the time before they signed up, or just before they signed up, um, or it was after because they're all singing, you know, Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, yeah. what a great... I know that I've sung that. You know that you've seen that? Yeah. Well, no, I, I definitely remember singing that from watching Saturday Morning Cartoons mm. growing up. But I think I've sung that song for you before. You yeah, know? I mean, probably. I've sung random television <laughs> jingles for you before. So, um, there's sort of a, a, a big list of actors with large and small parts in that movie. Yeah. Okay, so... Let me just sort of go through some things. So it's written by Ivan Reitman, or directed, or, or both, um, who also did Meatballs. Okay. And then who also went on to do Ghostbusters. Now, have you really? seen the original Ghostbusters? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I thought so. So you know the Bill Murray's and one of the original Ghostbusters. Yeah. And so is Harold Ramis, his buddy. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's what I recognize. Yeah, okay, definitely. Yeah. Um, okay, and then you've got um, John Candy is Ox, who you recognized, but you couldn't quite remember but, where you sure. could place him. Like, I thought it was like a Christmas movie or something. <sighs> like. Well, play, I wonder if Planes, Trains, and Automobiles is a Christmas movie. No, I, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that in years. Uh, Uncle Buck, but I don't think you've seen that. No. A Christmas uh, movie with John Candy. Maybe They're, it's not Christmas Maybe movie. there are people, killing me. people listening going, you dummies, it's. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay, but anyway, John Candy's very, very funny, very famous. We we will definitely find time to see more John Candy. Mm-hmm. Um, Judge Reinhold uh, is he was the one in before they got on the bus. He's like, hey man, I'm bringing drugs. It's sort of like the young guy. <laughs> yeah. And Judge Reinhold went off. He did several movies. He did he did funny movies. Um, he w- he was actually uh, in a Seinfeld episode as the close talker. <laughs> um, he was in Beverly Hills Cop, which we should probably put on the list. Oh, yeah. Um, as one of the cops too, John Larroquette was the um, very inept 
um, captain, right? Mm, um, okay. The, yeah. the, the tall guy, the one who was playing with the tanks, and the one who was yeah. looking through the, with the telescope. Oh, I should probably come clean. Nudity in the movie. Sorry. <laughs> um, but he went on to be, to be uh, his most famous role was for Night Court, which was an 80s television yeah, sit- his his whole character was was like pretty funny. Yes, where like the stuff he does is like so childish. And exactly. Yeah, like the first one with the tank. Yeah, he's funny. you know playing with the tank. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. Let me, let me let's let's take take a break from the actors for a second because I'm in thinking about trying to think a little deeply about stripes. Okay. I wonder because it's so silly that. Um, a, the army probably looks nothing like that with the ability to, you know, yeah. get off of the base and things like that. Yeah. And, and the MPs and, and of course, John Larroquette is so inept, yet he runs this company. He doesn't even know who his guys are and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I'm wondering, do you think there was a greater significance to how they're portraying the army? Because <laughs> I, I, I'm thinking that there wasn't probably a very, um, a less patriotic time in the United States than the early yeah. 80s, right? Like, There's nothing to be patriotic for. Yeah, like his, 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 his sort of speech, it's like the, like when they're training for the, the like, their like little dance routine that they yeah. do basically. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's like sort of like, mo- he being like mockingly patriotic. Exactly. You know, like almost sarcastic. Definitely. Like he's through the whole movie. I mean, the whole thing about joining the army and, it's, and they think it's a joke and you're right. Mm-hmm. At the very end, he's, he's firing them up by saying, if you look at the typewritten word, it would be patriotic. But you but, know, it's Bill Murray. But, yeah. He's doing his tongue-in-cheek thing. Yeah, so it yeah. does say something, you know. People, that's what they wanted to see. Right. But yet, in the end, Sergeant Hulka, who has been the object of derision the whole movie, right? This guy's so square. There's no way. He's given Mm -hmm. 28 years of his life, and you you think he's totally such a joke, and he's he's sort of the butt of all the jokes. He's kind of the hero in the end. Yeah, he is. I mean, A, he's the hero by doing actual army things. (laughs) Um, in Czechoslovakia and helping get them out. Mm-hmm. Um, but then in the end, he becomes a real person mm-hmm. by with the fake handshake and the salute piece. And, yeah. Um, you, you know, they... Well, the storyline finishes, or the story, you know, like, he starts here, and then he goes all the way around, and then he goes here. Right. You know, and one thing I had to say about that is, is like... Um, what is his name, like Holska or something? Holka, yeah. Holka. He sort of stopped being himself and recognized Bill Murray, or his character, for like right. being good for who for who he is, not being this exact person who he wanted him to be, but being good just for who he is. Right. You know, right. Cool. Recognizing that, sort of like the magazine cover at the end, can the, can the U.S. survive the new army? Yeah. Almost like Hulk said. And maybe Hulk said, if this is the new army, I'm getting the heck out. Yeah. After, after 28 years to make <laughs> Hulkaburger or whatever that was mm-hmm. at the very end. Yeah, so I thought that was, I thought that was funny. So a couple other actors okay. that I recognize, you probably didn't. One was, very small part, um, the announcer at the mud wrestling. Okay. Okay, I wrote down Bob McKenzie. Now, I realized I wrote down Bob McKenzie thinking that was actually an actor. That's actually another character that this guy plays. I don't know this guy's name. But anyway, Bob and Doug McKenzie were two actors 
Uh, the other one is Rick Moranis, who's also from Ghostbusters, where they play these Canadian guys, and they made a movie where they drink beer and make Canada jokes, which is called something that I can't remember. <laughs> anyway, um, and they even made a song back in the early 80s with Rush, the famous Canadian power trio, called, so called Take Off. Made that much of a movement on you, but you can't remember the title. No, I don't remember the title <laughs> of the movie. Vivid but I have many memories of Getty Lee singing Take Off. To the great white north. But I don't remember. And I think they said you hosers. I think you hosers was like <laughs> the, the funny insult that they had. Okay, and then lastly, one of the MPs, the more the more redheaded female MP was Sean Young. And Sean Young, um, uh, famous, I mean, you know, an actress. She did, I think she did the Presidio with Kevin Costner. Uh-huh. Um, but I remember Sean Young most famously for being in Blade Runner. Oh, okay. Have, have we shown you Blade no, Runner? No, but I've heard of it. And Blade Runner's pr- pretty sweet movie. Yeah, well, because they made the new one a couple years Which ago. Which I didn't see, yeah. Blade it was Runner... pretty bad, wasn't it? That was the the new one was supposed to be not great. Yeah. Yeah, the original one was fantastic. The original one was good. And I don't... I mean, I, I, think, I think we're pretty smart, but there, there's been some pretty smart people trying to dissect Blade Runner for, you know, 40 years or so. So maybe... I don't, I don't know if our podcast is up to it. I don't know if we should stay in our lane. But anyway, it'd be fun. It'd be fun. It's a, it's a, it's a really excellent movie. Let's take our crack at it. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, well, we definitely went off tangentially. Um... I, I'll tell you some one thing that I definitely remember about the movie was I remember it, it being in two parts, right? You have the, well, I guess there's a small first part of before they sign up and then they sign yeah, up and there's a whole scene and then there's, sort of the a, intro. and then there's a Czechoslovakia part. Mm-hmm. And I have remembered going in that there was these two men, there was sort of acts, the last act was all about Czechoslovakia. And I remembered thinking that the, that the training part, the basic training part, was much funnier than the Czechoslovakia part. Mm, it was it was flipped, I think. And I, well, yeah, yeah I'm, not, I'm not quite so, but I think they're equally as funny. And yeah. in fact, I, and I think because I remember the Czechoslovakia part less, I found it, I found it really funny. Like, mm-hmm. I wasn't, for some reason, my memory had me sort of wanting for more in the Czechoslovakia part, but I thought it was darn good. Yeah, it, it was good. They sort of made it like, it was sort of like the make fun of Europe too. Oh, know? definitely. Oh, definitely. Which no. is which is funny and yeah. common. You know, like that happens a lot. And it was sort of the also, you know, we talked about this before. It may not have been last one, but like, make fun of Russia. Haha, but we're still, you know, tensions are high. Still high to the Cold War, <laughs> so we can make fun of it because what else are we going to do? Yeah. Think about <laughs> nuclear destruction. <laughs> <laughs> totally. There was sort of that. But like, yeah, the whole... Being in Russia, like, it was really funny. I th- I think just even, like, the whole tank itself or, like, the van, just it being, yeah. like, a van. It's random, like, mini Winnebago big yeah. conversion van. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just as, like, a sight gag, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like you think of this new army thing and they and they <laughs> take the curtain off and there's this, you know, general giggling. Yeah. <laughs> so even the color was like, really? Yeah. <laughs> sort of, you know, a well, puce then, green that they made 50s uh, refrigerators, you yeah, know? Yeah, and then part of it, I think, was, this was the entirety of the movie. Right. Was that, like, a certain number of people were serious all the time, but then it was, like, basically all the soldiers in his you know, company, mm-hmm. were, like, not serious. Yeah. Which made it funny that it was, like, the whole split thing. Like, you you saw it 
through the eyes of the not serious people, which yes. made the serious people like look like sarcastic. Yes, you know? look totally like farcical. Almost, yeah, like, right? yeah, far- yeah. Right, definitely, definitely. And that was even in like the boot camp. Yeah, too, you know. Yeah, I was expecting there to be more jokes that would feel dated, right? I mean, we've definitely seen mm. some things from thirty odd years ago. They're like, ooh, yeah. that's a little tone deaf in twenty nineteen. <laughs> But really, there was only there was only one joke that really jumped out at me when, uh, in the scene they're in they're in John Winger's apartment and he's doing the doing the push ups. He's doing the push ups on the bet, and he says, it "Looks like you're getting ready for the Special Olympics, mm, right?" Yeah. Other than that, I mean, there really, I mean, there was the, there were there were a couple of, I mean, there was there was one quasi joke where. Um, Two of the African American soldiers, when they get caught, they're like, "Oh, you guys are gonna get, you know, this. We're we're gonna we're we're gonna we're gonna get, you know, thrown in jail, whatever, like that." It was like, and that <laughs> it was, but at the same time, it, it yeah. also was unfortunately true, right? Yeah. You know, and then <laughs> later, day, and then almost. later, when they're sort of practicing, you know, probably ten minutes later in the movie, they're practicing the rhythm, and yeah. you know, black guys help the white guys, right? I mean, not terrible. Yeah, it's no, a joke that terrible. I think would still be made. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and I think that was. That was good. So, like, seeing it through, it seemed dated all the time. It would make it less funny. Right. And less enjoyable. But, because it's not. Right. You know, you can have more fun with it. Right. Now and then. Right. You know. I mean, I think the one thing that was was a little dated, um, although you you could argue it was flirty, is a sort of aggressiveness when so the first time that mm. that that they go to the general's house oh, yeah. and, they, and they're sort of you know flirting with the MPs there's like this, sort of some like male physical aggression well, there that, that well, the girl like hee hee and yeah. like hmm, you well, know that was sort of like that was sort of what Bill Murray was doing the entire movie yes too. but yeah definitely right that sort of thing doesn't really fly yeah no you know not thirty eight years later not on a movie you know right especially yeah definitely. Um, you know, we've talked a bit about um, training montages, right? We've seen plenty of movies with, tra- with training montages. montages. But I thought this was an interesting, like the training montages played for comedy. So when, yeah. they're, when they're going through a sort of early on in basic training like, and they cut back three or four times to Hulka watching Bill Murray do push-ups, right? Yeah. And that sort of all that training montage. And, so it was like and the they run through the, the worst, not the best, the best. Yes, yeah. yes. And they run through the course and the guy drops and it's like, uh, you know, he gets kicked in the balls. That's funny. And I mean, it's like, I th- that was like the... Yeah. And um, then like the guy like falls in the mud or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was the um, training montage for failure as opposed to training montage for, for success or growth. Which I thought was smart. Like they're almost making fun of the time period in the time period. Yeah. Which I, you know, which is cool. Definitely, they, definitely. Like, they can see past it. Right, right. All those, all the sort of rocky yeah. things and, and uh, you know, all, all those montages in there. Yeah. Um, in thinking about sort of Bill Murray and his and his riffing, I was especially curious. Um, you, you mentioned the big speech he gives in the motor pool that is patriotic, quote, unquote. Yeah. Um, how much of that felt improv, do you think? I mean, do you think that... Yeah, I guess... I guess I, I think a lot of the movie felt it was sort of made up on the spot. So you think more than just the big speech in the motor pool? Mm, not much more, but yeah, more. Yeah. yeah that, that, I think, definitely seemed yeah. like, like it wasn't really written. Right. Just like the way he did it, it mm-hmm. was, you know, it seemed like he was just saying it and not reading it. But like, some of the... 
the like one-liners may have been thrown in there, but mm-hmm. I think most of the stuff was probably written. Yeah. Oh, you know, it's funny now that you mentioned other stuff. When Ox is first, they're introducing themselves, and Ox is going, um, and Harold Ramis's character is next to him, mm-hmm. sort of making faces yeah. as he's going. That didn't that that felt like he was just sort of making that up, improving yeah. that, yeah. you know, to go along. And um, <laughs> you know, I thought I thought that that I thought that, that was pretty, you know, uh, interesting. You know, whether or not that it was in the. And they decided to keep it just because it was funny. Just yeah, just because it was funny. You know. Well, I think when you're going into making like a movie like this, you just sort of have to, you know, because the the people that you're hiring to do the acting like are funny people. Yes. It's, you sort of like let them do it, I think. Yeah. And then see what you need to cut out. And I also have to imagine. Uh, I think if you look at filmography of, of all these guys, you know, we know that Bill Murray had worked with the director. We know that Bill Murray yeah. later worked with Harold Ramis. We know that John Candy's around. And I, I imagine these guys are, are buddies and they might have even known each other on the yeah. stand up mm-hmm. circuit mm-hmm. of the late 70s and early 80s. And so they've probably, they're used yeah. to playing off of each other. Which I think makes the movies much better. Yes. You know, not, the, not just this, but all the comedy movies from this time. You know, because when you know someone, you can joke with them better. Right. And that would be the same for if you're on camera or whatever. Definitely. Definitely. Check is cool. Yeah. Any other thoughts you had about... about and again, you know, it's funny. We had said... When we, sorry to I ask a question. I interrupted. But we first sat down. We thought, hmm, I wonder how... You know, what it's going to be like to talk about a comedy. Yeah. Um, I think we have to change some, some bits. Like... Well, let's talk about, like, sort of the overall funniness. Right. You know, I mean, I thought this did pretty well for itself. There were jokes when there needed to be. Yes. And, like, there wasn't, like, a dead time. You know, like, there wasn't, like, a like a stretch where you're like, okay, come on, you know? Yes. Yes. And, and I, yeah. And they could do that because there wasn't really that much plot. Yeah. So they didn't really need to... <laughs> but, but there wasn't that much fun, but there was enough. Yeah. And there was also enough character development that you could see behind the people enough to care about them. Even So they weren't... Yes, Bill Murray was cracking jokes and everything like that, but, but there was enough of his character that the jokes made sense and he wasn't just only a joke machine. He was, yeah. He was like actually a person. Yeah, where... And that's what made it feel natural. Yeah. You know, because if... If... It, yeah, it just sounds like he's reading lines... And it's just not funny. Right. And I think that's something that, like, Commando didn't really do well. <laughs> no. Not the best comparison. Yes. I mean, they probably had worse actors, too. But, like... I, I, would, I would hazard a guess to say that, yes. That's not the best comparison, but, like, it still, you know, goes there. Yeah, definitely. You know, like, the good actor and, like, just the reading the lines versus having someone, you know, make up some lines and kind of f- feel the character more. Right. Right and I, th- and in comedies I think it like you need that more, which it sounds like it'd be the opposite, but I think you need to feel the character, making the joke and f- make them seem like a real person because mm-hmm. it's funny. Yeah. You know, like in say like Cobra, you know, <clears throat> they're just shooting stuff. They don't. Really <laughs> You know, like yeah. a human. <laughs> right, right. And in this one, there actually was one big explosion. There was a big explosion. But actually a couple. But the biggest explosion happened in Czechoslovakia with the rocket from the EM-50. The guy gets down 
and he's fine, and he's grabbing his rear end because it was a little bit on fire. I was like, yeah, even the big explosion, they had to make a little bit slapsticky. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, most of the stuff was slapstick in this, which I think it needed to be. You know, like, you wouldn't want to make it, like, all sarcastic or all slapstick. Right, right. And I think they could do it better because it was, like, a military thing, and you can kind of make, like, oh, he falls down in the mud, you know. Yeah. You can do that more. Definitely. Here. And even, you know, when the mortar's coming into Hawka, you know. Yeah. He's like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was cool. Yep. Any other final thoughts on our first comedy yeah. as we go I mean, through? I thought this was really good. It was a good one to start us off, you know. It, yes. It, 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 it felt natural, and, mm-hmm. and it was good. You know, it, it didn't try too hard. But yep. It still was really funny. Definitely. Thank you for listening to our review of Stripes. Now that we are into the comedies, it would be really helpful if you could send us suggestions for the next movies that we could review. The Vision Quest suggestion went over quite well. If you want to contact us, you can find our Twitter page. You can find our Gmail, both of which you can find on our basic episode webpage. Also, please rate our podcast and leave a comment because that really helps us out.